WFNU is a volunteer-run station made up of many different community voices. Each program expresses one aspect of this diversity and is not the view of WFNU or FTI as a whole. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Show Up with Cameron Grant. I'm just somebody going along his own mental health journey, giving a little tips and tricks along the way that you guys can use on your own if you'd like or not. Just as a reminder, I am not a therapist. I'm just trying to help you and be a little friend doing whatever I think is best for me in my journey and you guys can do whatever is best for you and yours. Why? Because you matter. This week I decided because we're going into interpersonal connectedness, I would just go over um, some threads on Reddit because I have found these things. I'm going to call them, am I the jerk? And basically it's just people asking questions and just trying to figure out whether or not their feelings are valid or whether or not they stepped out of bounds, which is kind of part of interpersonal connectedness because it's how you relate to others. And as I've said many times thus far in these 10 episodes, checking the facts is important. Some people have the ability to check the facts with people in their lives while other people do not. And they have to turn to the internet, which I think is fine. There's no judgment. Again, the internet is not always trustworthy. So I would still try to find somebody close to you to do that because sometimes you have the danger of finding a vacuum um, and thinking that because you have a vacuum of people who think the same, that uh, the entire world thinks the same, which is not true. So that's my only thing I would challenge is try to find friends who are like think similar to you in ways that matter, but also have other opinions that are separate from yours. Because then when you have questions like, was I being a jerk here? They can tell you, well, I might agree with you or I I might agree with them that you're being a jerk you you'll have their like opinion and you'll respect them so you'll know like their opinion is not aimed at hurting you but this is going to be interesting I just thought this would be a fun introduction to interpersonal connectedness so with that I'm going to read the first story and I'm just going to change it to am I the jerk because we're on the radio and I just want to make sure that I don't have to like do anything in the future I'm new to this so I, I don't know all the abbreviations on reddit quite yet but this says am I the jerk for being surprised my bil wants to use a surrogate which I think means friend in real life. Hello, I recently found out my older sister and her boyfriend have been having trouble getting pregnant. We aren't close. The only reason I know is because she asked me if I would be willing to be a surrogate for her as I'm the only sibling who has had success, who has had successful pregnancy. One sister is too young and the other is child free. I said no, she didn't push it and I didn't press it for any other details. So that was the end of the conversation. More recently, we're, we were all visiting my parents. My BIL ended up talking to me and asking about my children. So I asked in turn about their current situation. He told me they were planning on using a paid surrogate abroad. I was surprised by this. My BIL is an incredibly sensitive man, super conscious of social issues, vegan and eco-conscious, fundraises for various human rights causes, etc. He isn't annoying about it, but it's a very prominent part of his personality. I asked him if he had any ethical concerns about it, assuming he'd know more about it than I would. He wasn't sure what I meant, and I told him that I was ignorant about it in truth, but I had heard some feminists found it controversial. The conversation fizzled out, and I thought no more about it until I got a string of very angry and upset text from my sister asking what I'd said to her boyfriend. The gist I got was that he'd looked into the topics himself and decided against it and that they should adopt instead. I defended myself because of the type of person that he is, is, pro is he probably would have come to that conclusion on his own regardless and I'm sorry I had a casual chat with my brother-in-law. I've been blocked now I think. Am I the jerk? My parents are constantly nagging me that she and I aren't close, so I know this is going to cause issues. What I love about these things when you read them is usually you can get, by the way they're written, whether or not somebody is trying to lead you. Um, I do feel like there are a lot of details missing. I am glad that we finally figured out what BIL meant, brother-in-law. The only thing I'll say with this, the fact that you went and brought it up to him might be a problem because then I feel like if you already talked to your sister and she's like, and they dropped it, I wouldn't go to their, like, their husband 
husband and then talk about it because you said that you didn't want to do it and then you said like you butted out and then you approached her husband to talk about it and then that changed his mind. That's different than if he asked you his love uh, for an opinion and then you started talking about your things that you knew about overseas that was happening. But I'm also not very familiar with this stuff. But usually for interpersonal connectedness, the whole point is you want to make sure that when you're talking to people, you're keeping an open mind. And it sounded like you were in when your sister asked you and you just decided that because of what you'd heard, you were uncomfortable being their surrogate. And she understood and took that just because you say that. And then your, her husband asks you why you didn't want to do it. And you answer honestly. I don't think there's a problem there. I think that's actually a really good and wise thing to do. OK, well, this one already scares me because I've had bad uh, experiences like this in my childhood. But let's read it. So just to make sure I might be like prejudging it. But it starts off with, am I the jerk for removing my son's door? Oh, my son's. I don't know if he means my son's his door because there's no apostrophe or he removed all the doors in his son's room so let like all the son's room so let's check ryan is 16 and we live in an old house so the locks and the doors are janky we are slowly replacing them but due to the types of door we need to get custom stuff or it won't work correctly it's that to replace all the doors and we don't have money for that so custom locks it is my son's door is usually locked either on accident or because he wants privacy that's fine we didn't have a problem until now i check on the kids usually before i go to bed sometimes his door is locked so i just say good night outside the door last night he had the door locked but was it playing music it was late so i told him to turn it down no response so i knock nothing i call him and it goes to voicemail i'm panicking at this point i think he hit his head or something no answers to anything we do so we take the door off the frame he's not on his room he came back at four and was at a party so he snuck out as punishment his doors is removed since of the of the lock and it will stay off until he gets a, door, a new door in about two weeks that will door have the normal door doorknob lock my husband and i agree with this punishment but he told his friends and one parent keeps blowing up my phone calling me edger not to mention the argument I got in my and with my son it's for two weeks until his doors gets here I need an outside opinion I can't just remove the lock it's built into the door it's not going anywhere we have to have a blocksmith change out the lock well thanks to a comment I checked to see if it was apparent apparent there are ways to make the incoming message look like it's from a different per phone it was his friend and I contacted his parents apparently snuck out also and his parents apologized to me for their son's actions and told me they will deal with it I think what I just read is an update from the original poster the OP and basically from my opinion if you lock the door and wasn't answering and you went in for like logistical reasons like you're like oh i now i'm worried that you hurt yourself because you know you can't have your music up this late we've talked about that it sounds like you have so you're going in there and then finding that he snuck out to go to a party he's 16 then yes i would say you're completely within your grounds to give him a punishment and then unlike what you're doing my parents did like did similar things to me uh, when i was growing up but they did it more to i feel like remove any kind of sense of control in my life not because they were like oh i'm punishing you for two weeks for sneaking out it was kind of like gaslighting uh like oh you never had a door those are the kind of things i don't have, I have a problem with when you decide to punish your child without telling them why you're punishing them because then the, the child's left questioning uh but from what i'm gathering with what you're saying i do think that you're justified especially because you if, if you told him this is just until we get the, the door like fixed we're going to take off your door however i might tell him in the future we might even though you have a lock on your door we might have an emergency key because you weren't answering and i was worried that something had happened to you and that's why i broke into your room to begin with i don't know if he she told him this but when he they gave him his punishment for going to a party that that but that detail especially he was 16 might help him like calm down a little bit and obviously since you give an update that the parents 
of the party that your son was with are also mad at their child, obviously, then really it was just the two kids trying to cover each other's back, which is respectable for like like friends to do. But what I would say is privacy is important, but privacy does not come at the price for safety. If you let him know that like you're only going to use this key if you've been trying and trying, he's not responding. You just want to make sure he's not hurt himself inside his room. I feel like that's one thing, but also I don't know how good you are at respecting boundaries because interpersonal connectedness is all about setting healthy boundaries with other people. So if you set that boundary and you actually need to follow through with that, like no matter what you feel, if your son doesn't want to answer the door, but you know he's actually in there and he's fine, then I wouldn't answer, like I wouldn't force my way into his room because that is something that might lead into that being a justified thing about your removing his privacy and now he feels like he doesn't have control over his life, which is something that I feel like is a boundary that sometimes you need to work on finding about how can you still like you have control over yourself while we also make sure that you're safe in our home and that you're doing everything that you need to do here before you go out and party with your friends. I don't know what they mean by party. It could just be he went and hung out with his friends because I was not somebody who partied and I also would have a problem if my child snuck out to go to a party, especially if that party involved things like alcohol or things that they know were not okay with him doing because sometimes children don't get what the reasons behind why you have certain rules and in order to uh, set those things out, sometimes you have to have an honest conversation with them. So it sounds like once the door has gotten the locks put back and you have the door finally back on his room, then I would have a further conversation with him and just explain, like, we need you to follow these things. And maybe it just requires a deeper conversation so he understands your point of view more because you you have the right to punish your child. But my thing is I always advise any parent is make sure that when you're punishing your child, they understand A, why they're being punished and B, why the way you're punishing is supposed to be a result of what they're doing. A mistake sometimes people make is they don't like have a punishment be related at all to what you did wrong. So like if they weren't communicating, maybe force them to write letters to a whole bunch of relatives that they haven't spoken to for a while so that they get that like communication is key. Like that's that those kind of punishments make more sense to me because then it's an active thing they're doing, but it's also something trying to key in what you, you're actually wanting from them because scaring you by not being in their room at night is something that's very worrisome. Am I the jerk for not letting stepdaughter stay in the camper with us? My husband and I have four kids combined. Two are mine from a previous relationship. He has a daughter, Callie, from a previous relationship. Eleven female. And we have a daughter together. We have full custody of all the kids. Neither my boy's father or her mother are in the picture outside of maybe once a year, whenever they see fit, basically. Anyways, Callie is generally a sweet girl. Super sassy and bossy, but still sweet nonetheless. However, when she sees her mom, she does a complete 180, and to put it bluntly, it makes it very hard to be around her. She comes back with the nastiest attitude and princess syndrome. Well, her mom wanted her last weekend. She wanted to go, etc. She's been rotten ever since. We had our annual camping trip planned, so this camping, so this came at bad timing. We headed out Monday after she returned from her mother. We have a large camper, 36 foot. The boys get the two bunks. Callie gets the the pull out in the living room. There's another bunk that she doesn't want to sleep in there with the boys and our youngest stays in our room. Within an hour of being at our campsite, it starts to downpour and doesn't stop for four days. Callie is literally losing her mind. Her cool. Uh, she starts screaming at any of us for going into her bedroom. This includes walking by to get to the boys' bunks, trying to sit on the couch to play board games, watch TV, screaming at us if we block the TV at all, grab something, grab anything in the cabinets behind the TV, yelling at me and her father for eating on her couch and telling us to stand and eat. There's not enough room for us to sit at a table with the kids. 
kids, etc. Every time we spoke to her, we were met with, well, I don't want to people in my space or you're blocking the TV and an eye roll. I talked to her father and said that as soon as it stops raining, she, she will be staying in the tent. I'm, I'm at my wits end. He agrees. So as soon as the rain stopped, he set up the two room tent outdoors and him and her stayed out in the tent for sleeping. This rubbed her the wrong way because she no longer had access to the TV or changing or charging ports to charge her tablet. She's constantly on video call with her friends from school. She said I was treating her differently because she's not mine. I have never said that as I've been the mother figure in her life for six years and, uh, and always say my kids, her included. Now I'm curious if I'm wrong here as her family, husband's parents say I'm an AH for alienating her from the camper and that she's just a kid. Boundaries are important. I'm going to start there. Sounded like you had a lot of communication with your husband and you. And if you guys are both uh, frustrated over the same situation and neither of you are talking to the party involved, then in my opinion, a little bit of being a jerk is at play because one, it sounds like you guys already know that going and being with her mother sets her into a different mindset. And this could just be her resenting uh, her resentment for her mother, like letting her go and barely seeing her could be playing into in, um, a part in all this. But what I will say is if you set up somebody's like room as being the living room, and this is because I've, I did live in a living room for a while. If that's my room and then I decide that I need my space and I want to be left alone and you've established that that's my space, then I feel like you are being a jerk because you are going against the boundary that you set by putting her in the living room. Because what you said is you had this other bedroom that she could stay in with her two brothers. And then you said it was fine that she wanted to be out in the living room. And then the youngest stayed with you guys. Well, it sounds like you guys are all in the living room and then your youngest is out there too. So it sounds like even if the boys are still in their bed, like I've seen a camper, like the little bed things that you can sleep in. It sounds like maybe while you guys are all trying to be out there, you could be like, okay, when we are all being out there as a family, uh, can you go into the back room and just like hang out there uh, if you want to be left alone? And then at night or whenever you feel like you want to go to sleep, just let us know and then we can move every, us ourselves back there again. Just because it is important to have that space, but it also is important that you let the person that you're saying owns the space decide when it's their time to have it back. But that's a communication thing. And that's something that I'm advising. Just I don't feel like she actually uh, meant the not mind thing. I feel like that's a mentality that she has because like you've said, she's already set because of her mother. And it didn't sound like you actually accommodated that fact in your estimation of her opinion because you mentioned the fact that she always has this attitude whenever she comes back from her mother. But when you told her to move or now you're going to go out in the camper, if you did this, you didn't include this in this post and that's what I have to go off of. If you somebody has an attitude and you're used to it being after her, she comes back from her mother's, then you don't have an excuse not to check in on that person because you already know where the attitude comes from because you don't know what happened at her mother's. You don't know why her attitude is suddenly a lot worse than it usually is because you did say it was worse than it normally is when she comes back from her mother. First, I'd have a conversation about I would approach your daughter and ask her like how she's doing. Why like why is she wanting so much space? And if she's not able to talk about it, then I, if you're like, if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. And then that's when you have like a conversation is like about like boundaries. But to jump from we want the living room space, even though we told you that you could have it. So now that you're you have an attitude, you're going to go sleep out, outdoors because that's not this is like a trick with I feel like some parents fall into you. You deciding already is not giving your child a choice base. So what I mean is if you went to your daughter and you said because of your attitude, you're going outside, that's your punishment for having a bad attitude. Your daughter might not even know she has a bad attitude because obviously she has, was in an environment with her mother where that was the way you were expe like expected and OK with being treating 
other people at the time. So my suggestion would be to say that was your daughter because you want to have open communication and be like, I don't know what happened when you were with your moms, but you're kind of being very rude to everyone. If, if something happened and you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. We are all going on this annual camping trip. We always go together, all, um, but we need to be able to be in the living room to hang out when we're all up. Uh, if you feel like you want to have some private time, is there a way that you could go to the back bedroom since we're all out here hanging out together? And then you can choose the moment to come out and hang out with us. Or if you would rather not have us around at all, we could set up the two I guess, bedroom tent that we have and you could be outside with your dad. But like those are real choices you're presenting. You're not already having the solution when you go and talk to your child. I feel like that the thing, especially since she's 11, you said. Yeah, if she's 11, like she'll understand that kind of explanation. Uh, younger, probably not. But 11, she, even though she might be upset, she'd be like, OK, what do I actually want? Uh, and then she could be like, well, can I tr like try doing the bedroom thing for a while? And then if I don't like it, then can I do the other thing? Because then what you're doing is you're like providing a conversation that's happening. You're not making somebody you're upset with just live with what you have chosen is the end result because that's not two parties coming into a conversation and finding a compromise. That's one party already having found the solution and you're expecting other people just to go with it because you decided that's the way it's going to happen. So for that reason of not having the conversation, I do think it is a little jerk behavior. So I would try, especially if you're still on this camping trip, to just have that conversation with her. It might make it better for you. Am I the jerk for telling my husband to just shut up and eat what I make? <laughs> okay. Over my last year, my female 39 husband, she is 39, husband 32, has been obsessed with his YouTube fitness channel and how he looks. He's a very handsome chat. At times in our eight year relationship, there have been times he has been a little on the heavier side. BMI of 27. He's been binge watching so many YouTube videos about diet fitness and lifestyle that he now can't even contemplate that he's becoming obsessive. He now has minimal body fat, but every day tells me he needs to lose more fat. He now critiques every meal I cook because he can no longer eat carbs or cheese or whatever. We cook all our meals from scratch. Sometimes we go all in and have a mound of pasta or a really cheesy pasta bake, but I think we eat pretty well. I'm the one who has the sweet tooth and he has cut out the indulgent stuff, which I think is great. He now He's now got to the point where every meal has to be managed. Everything we buy has to be high protein version. He thinks people who eat white bread are asking to get cancer or illnesses. He's also at the gym four nights a week. He usually goes once we are asleep. Today I lost it and told him that I will not be micromanaging his household meals. We have a son, one, we are a family, and I'm and I'm going to cook homemade food, and if he wants to live in a house where all the food is super healthy and anything else be feared, he can go live on his own. I admit my dieting isn't amazing, but I also think it's not the most damaging. I eat takeout once a month, and a few nights a week, I'll polish off a bag of sweets or a chocolate bar. I'm not going to feel too guilty about it. So am I the jerk for telling him to shut up and eat a home-cooked meal or go and take his obsession elsewhere and to stop obsessing about his body? Already, instantly. I feel like both are kind of being a jerk, but the number one thing that I would say you probably are the biggest jerk of for saying is is the whole point where if you want to live this out, like lifestyle, then if you want food to be feared or whatever, he can go live on his own. Th that, like, he can go live on his own part, I feel like is a bit far, but like you are in the right for saying, I don't want to live the same lifestyle that you are living and just because you want to live that way
that way doesn't mean that I have to. Again, compromise is key. What I would say is sit your husband down and say, I know this is important to you. I've seen how much you are doing for yourself and you keep, I know that you're obsessed over it because I've seen how often you're on YouTube Googling how to become a better, healthier version of yourself, which I am happy for if that's what makes you happy. But just because you want to live that way, does not mean that I need to live that way for you. Because when we got together, you we accepted each other as we were and you were heavier when we got together. So I don't understand why if you're changing, now you're ch starting to judge me. And that kind of open conversation might help the conversation. What I would also say is food is something to everybody. And I will say if somebody's trying to equate your food, uh, you said white, like white bread and like, I'm assuming white rice and stuff like that is equivalent to having cancer. One that seems like an over over exaggeration and uh I don't know it's an exaggerated thing that could like that might happen but it's usually something people start doing when they're trying to guilt you into changing the way you are and instead of just asking you and being upfront about that they're trying to disguise it through just being harsh about the things that you want to eat again I'm not somebody who's going to tell anybody they have to be on a diet all I will say with the thing in particular is that you should be able to do what you want to do with the body that you have and and if he wants to be like super fit and healthy that's fine but this might be a, a deeper conversation that you and your husband might need to have one i would set the boundary of what you are willing to do for him like if you're not willing to cook all the healthy meals for him tell him that and say if you want one one meal if I feel like it a week, I will make something really healthy for you. But otherwise I will keep doing home meals because I do think that that's healthier for us. But I don't want to obsess about what exactly the calories or the things we're intaking are doing to us. I want to make sure that well, hopefully you still want to have all the major food groups in it. But other than that, like, yeah, you should be able to have what you feel makes you happy in the present moment. And you said that you have like can sweets in a chocolate bar. Um, I don't like chocolate and sweets are fine. So I don't have an opinion on them, but I, but I have had people who love chocolate and need that at least once a week or at least I know people who want chocolate every day not me I'm not a Wonka person that's where I would start I would be like one to have an open conversation I would start by apologizing if you if you value at this point your relationship with your husband because I but the thing I would clarify is this I would say though I want to say I I do feel strongly about what you're trying to do in this home but the thing that I felt I said that was over the line was that you if you want to be this drastic and you should go live on your own i don't want to be part of it i feel like that was like a bit hasty i was just upset because i felt like you were judging me and the way that i want to live my life and we are married and we're supposed to be wanted like we're supposed to want to live and have each other's lives be how we want them to be and support each other for that but i'm supporting you in this change that you feel like you want in your life i don't feel like you're supporting me in the fact that i don't want the same thing and it should be okay for us to love each other and want different things because it's all about compromise and finding like the equal like quality like just being there for each other regardless of our our differing opinions which is important in a marriage that's what i would say i do feel like you owe an apology about saying that but i would clarify it by saying want to apologize because i do feel like that strongly about what you're trying to do so i don't want to apologize about that but i do feel like i owe you an apology for what i said to you because i don't actually want you to leave i just want you to understand that i especially with you said a one-year-old i don't have it in me 
to be super prepare all your meals for you and manage taking care of a one-year-old like that's a lot to do so if like i might be able to do it for one meal a week but if you want it to be a super he a healthy lifestyle change then that has to come from you i can't be part of that because sometimes all i get that's for me with a one-year-old is my sweets and my chocolate and that makes me feel happy so like we should both want to make each other happy have that kind of open conversation where you're being honest about where you're coming from and saying that you like are you want to help each other get where they want to be am i the jerk for giving away an ex-bridesmaid's gift throw away for obvious reasons i recently got married over the weekend i had a party of eight but my good friend since high school dropped out a few days before the wedding without any reason i know her job gets stressful so i didn't push for an excuse but she still attended the wedding when i did the proposal boxes i told everyone that, that they should expect to spend about 500 dollars for their outfits and bachelorette stuff no one seemed to mind the cost in exchange i spent a good amount on the bridesmaid gifts like a skincare robes and slippers with their names on it the bridesmaid who dropped out has a basic name like hannah so i just gave her gift box to my cousin since i couldn't get a refund on most of the items my cousin and sister were showing off their gifts on tiktok and my sister told me that hannah asked her if they paid for the robes during the wedding my sister didn't think much of the question and told her it was a gift this morning hannah asked me when she could pick up her gift i told her they were a thank you gift to the to my bridesmaids since she and she attended the wedding as a guest so i gave hers away her mom called me and told me i was being spiteful for giving away her gifts especially since she attended all the bachelorette event not the rehearsal dinner but the batch party dress shopping and the wedding and since we have been friends for so long i should have considered her feelings i told her i didn't even think hannah was coming and it wasn't a big deal was i being a jerk for giving it away it hurts me that she dropped out but the gifts were for my party okay um, this is the first one that I will say that I agree with you. The only thing that you that was said that I would have a problem with is you said that uh, you had them spend $500 to get everything required for the bridesmaid party. Now, you, what you, so you're saying that Hannah dropped out before your wedding, so she couldn't be part of the bridesmaid thing. But, but my question for you is, usually because you said there were all these events and the bachelorette party is usually sometimes along before the wedding. If Hannah attended those things, does that mean that she gave you $500? Because to me, especially because the way you explain this, is that everyone who is about the, uh, the bridesmaid party gave you $500, and so you gave them back this gift for not only going through your uh, like wedding with you, but also for giving you that $500. Because that's what I got, because I'm assuming you spent their money on the gifts. That's what it kind of felt like. So my issue is, if Hannah gave you $500 and then you did not give her a gift, I feel like, yes, you are the jerk. She dropped out of being a bridesmaid, but she, didn't, but she did not drop out of funding those bridesmaid activity and that's the thing that's left out of here because if she gave you that $500 then yes you are a jerk for not giving her a gift because my assumption would be she thought maybe she would have to like drop out of your like wedding a little early like she couldn't stay at the reception there long or she had to leave right after you guys kissed and couldn't like wait in line to meet and say goodbye to you I don't know her job and you didn't really tell us what her job was so I don't know how much she has to be there but I do feel like if she gave money like the other bridesmaids and the only thing that makes her not a bridesmaid because you said that she attended all the other events except for the rehearsal dinner that sounds like she was being a bridesmaid she went to your wedding she went to the bachelorette party she was she did go dress shopping with you it's, it's just like the one thing that the bridesmaid's supposed to do is actually like be in a bridesmaid's dress and be in like the ceremony that does confuse me as to why she dropped out of being a bridesmaid 
if she went to your wedding. Because if she's at the wedding, I don't know why you'd have to exchange one dress for another, except if she had to like leave to go to work really, like really fast after. But even then, again, I don't know Hannah, but like, and I don't know her boss. But usually if you're saying, I'm going to come from a wedding, is it okay if I wear my bridesmaid dress? Yeah, because like if she went to the wedding, I don't know why she couldn't have been a bridesmaid. So there, like there is a lot of things that point towards she could have been a jerk. And like the, the gift thing is justified if she didn't pay $500. That's what I'll say. Because in my head, if all the bridesmaids did that and then you at the end of the wedding and you used all their money and then your gifts are whatever was left over from that fund given to you by your bridesmaid that means that the gift that you gave this other hannah your cousin is the money that hannah spent on you so that's why i'm saying the only reason it could be a problem is if that's where that money is coming from and if hannah paid the hand that you're talking about if she gave you that 500 overall with the way you expressed it i don't think so unless like I said, the money is something that the Hannah who has a hard boss uh, gave you. Okay, I'm gonna read this one just because it is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen somebody post on here. It says, am I the jerk for ordering my coffee in a takeaway cup, but drinking it in the cafe? I've been this person. I have felt this awkwardness, especially because for some reason now at Panda Express, they no longer ask you if you want to eat at the restaurant and they used to. So then they would just give you a tray and they you wouldn't have like disposable things. You could just leave that for them to wash. And then now, they only give you take takeout so you're like am i supposed to leave so like i've i've definitely been that person sometimes where i'll say i'm gonna stay or leave and then i'm gonna i stay with my just common takeaway drink you know so the story so i went out with my friends to a coffee shop after lunch and ordered coffees for the group i got mine in a takeaway cup since i'm always the slowest to finish drinking i also got a cake that i said i'd eat in four when the waitress came over and gave me my coffee in the takeaway cup a friend of mine a friend of a friend in the group told me off apparently it's rude to order coffee in a takeaway cup and drink it in the establishment that I'm ruining the vibe for everyone else. She had her parents on a cafe and it's a common mis it's a common understanding that asking for coffee in a takeaway cup while eating it is in is a huge faux pas. Thing is, I've always done this and no one has ever told me off and all the cafes have been more than okay with it. Have I been the jerk the entire time without knowing? Okay, your friend, I'm gonna tell you right now, is gaslighting you. No cafe care enough to think that you're being rude because you want your drink in a takeaway. I am also a slow eater. I may not look it, but I am. But my friend constantly finish their food and then want me to just get up and leave and we've had conversations because I'm like well especially because sometimes they're like let's go to a buffet let's like eat all we can eat and then most people go in there and like shove all the food they want to eat but I'm like well if it's all you can eat why are you eating so fast because the faster you eat the slower your body recognizes like you're full and so I'm like I'd rather eat slow so I can enjoy the food I'm eating than just speedy like speedy Gonzalez it because I feel like I'm saving time or I don't know but like I I like enjoying my food because of that, especially if it's just coffee, I too would order my coffee to go because I don't want to have the conversation and ask somebody for to go if I could have just had that cup to go from the beginning. And I feel like maybe this is just something that that friend has themselves because it sounds like they're trying to gaslight you into believing the same way they do because of, I guess their parents own a coffee shop, but maybe don't do that at their parents' coffee shop. But anywhere else, I don't think you have a problem with because Starbucks, Caribou Coffee, any major coffee chain, is not going to question you for wanting it to go cup. In fact, Starbucks and Caribou Coffee don't give you little cups anymore. Like you can't drink out of a little like coffee mug. So I don't think it's weird. I think it's actually a rare occurrence to be able to like settle in at a coffee shop nowadays. I think it'd be great if you can, but you're saying that you went in with the expectation of staying for a little bit and then leaving with your friends, but they would finish everything before you. So you were being proactive. So I think that's great. If you knew that your friends are planning to stay for like hours and got a like 
like a to-go cup then maybe, but even so not enough to like be uncomfortable. Cause this reminds me of when I was like, went out with friends to a restaurant and they were showing it to me for the first time. And then they got really upset at me because every time the, the waiter brought me food, it was ice cold and it wasn't like a sushi restaurant where it's supposed to be cold. It was like food that is meant for you to consume. And it's like, I think it was a Chinese restaurant, but I was like, can you send this back? Because it's like really cold. And then like, I cannot tell you how much, cause I sent back three things and I was like, I'm not going to come here again because all the food has been ice cold. But the person was telling me that I was being too picky. And I'm like, if I can taste cold in my mouth and it's coming from a fresh kitchen, I feel like that's justified to send food back because your food should not be cold if it's coming freshly hot from a kitchen. But that was a thing where I just like let it go and let them have their strong opinion about me doing whatever. But then afterward, because I went with a group of friends, I asked my group of friends and I was like, I wasn't trying to be rude to the waiter. I like the food was just ice cold. Like I could feel the chill. That's why I sent it back. I didn't think it was disgusting. I just thought that it was super cold and I wanted it hot because one, it was an expensive restaurant. If it was cheap, that's when I'll let things go a little bit. But if it's really expensive to eat somewhere, I'm sorry, if I'm spending like $30 on a meal uh, and it's not like, the meal and like an appetizer and a dessert that's not what equals thirty dollars it's like one dish is that much then i feel like i have a right to expect it to be hot like in the range of being good without me like suffering like for something small so like that's what i feel like here is like you've now learned from this because then you said it's a friend of a friend so it's not even somebody that you care about but if you ever went to their thing you now know not to like get a cup of coffee to go if you stay if it's not your friend i would just let it go am i the jerk for not disclosing my job to the parent I was going to babysit for. All right, so I, female 25, babysit for a couple of families every now and then because it's an easy way to make money. And honestly, I'm good at babysitting, though I wouldn't want to make it a full-time career. For my actual job, I work as a Hooters girl at my local Hooters, a job that I love. I don't mix the two and don't ever really need to tell anyone that I actually do for a job as I don't feel like there's a need to. So this started when I started babysitting for a new family. Some friends recommended me to them. So the first night it was fine. I watched the kids and everything went went well, no problem. They ask another time in which I tell them that I had to work that night, which they understood. And then a third time they requested me and I let them know that I'm able to for the normal fee and everything. So they agree. Come the night, I come over to watch the kid. They have some of their friends over and are all getting ready to leave when one of their friends asks if they're okay letting a sex worker look after their child. The father, let's call him Joe, man 38, pulls me off to the side with his wife and asks if it's true. I told him that no, I wasn't a sex worker. I worked at Hooters as a server. They got all mad saying that that was still sex work and I should have told that to them when they first asked about hiring me. Long story short, we got into an argument and they fired me from watching their child as and they have now posted about it on Facebook to ha not have me hired to watch any kid. So am I the jerk? Um, no, I'm sorry. It's not even close to the same category. There are sports models. There are like uh, there are coffee shops that like you go to that the, the gimmick is that you it's women wearing bikinis. They're not like, oh, and they're also doing a little bit of extra work on the side. So no, you're not the jerk. And I don't feel like unless if they I would read what they posted on Facebook because you're not a jerk at all and they're not actually not allowed to tell people why they fired you. It's actually illegal because that's called retribution. They can't prevent you from getting work because they don't agree with something. Yeah, that's you can't do that, um, especially because it's damaging your reputation by implying that you're doing something that's not OK. And you already said that you separated the two things and you're a server at a restaurant 
and the restaurant forces you to wear a uniform. And I don't feel like people who work at Hooters wear the same thing that you wear at a strip club. And again, I don't know, it's 2023. I don't even think that that's a problem I, because there are, there are women who are strippers who have children. So I don't feel like you're in, incapable of taking care of children if that's something that you do. I just feel like if it makes them uncomfortable, you could have the conversation and then leave. But you're not a jerk for not disclosing that because it's A, none of their business. You don't have to tell somebody what you're doing, especially if it doesn't have anything to do with the job that you're performing for them. Because those two jobs are not relatively close to working together. It's not like you like the most you could be like, oh, I could make a mean chicken wing. It sounds more like somebody's insecure about their husband and doesn't want you at the, in their house. That's what that reminds me of. But that's a judgment. And I'm not here to make judgments. I'm here to have to talk about these things more accurately together. But in this scenario, I don't think that you're the problem. And the person that I would want to talk about is that is uh, uh, that you're babysitting for or you were because they're the ones who need to work on boundary setting and like asking questions because the fact that you babysit and this is your second time or third time babysitting and that's when they find out they obviously didn't care if they didn't ask you where you worked before you went and saw their child especially if other people recommend you and you're like known for being a good babysitter and it's multiple people i don't know why that scenario would be a problem. It's just a really weird way people have of belittling somebody else because they don't agree with a certain lifestyle. And it doesn't even sound like you have like you're like you don't do anything wrong at Hooters. You're just a waitress who gets goggled at. I don't know. That's a whole other conversation I don't want to get into. Long story short, I don't think you're the jerk. Am I the jerk for leaving my family vacation after they forced me and my pregnant wife to sleep in a bunk bed? So just as at the stage, me and my family went on vacation at a location around eight hours away for a wedding. I have two sisters, both are married and one has a one-year-old kid. My parents rented in an Airbnb so my whole family could stay at the same place for five days. Check-in is at 4 p.m. Both my sisters and my parents get there right on time but me and my wife who is seven and a half months pregnant arrive at the B&B at 4 30 p.m. or so. We started to unload the car and ask where our room is. My mom responds you guys get the bunk bed. Me thinking it was a joke I say I get the top bunk? Their response was no actually you get the bunk bed. They were 100% serious while my two other sisters get a room for themselves and their husbands with queen-size beds. Me and my wife get the literal kids room with a bunk bed. Me and my wife don't want to cause a scene and still want to be grateful for my parents for paying for our accommodations, so we agreed to just give the bed a try for one night and see how it goes. Fast forward to bedtime, around 12, we lay down on the bed for the first time. It's as if you're sleeping on a wooden board. It's extremely uncomfortable even for me, which means my wife was in a lot more pain due to her being pregnant. We toss and turn for a couple of hours, and finally we both agree to just go sleep on the couch in the living room. It's around 2 a.m. now. The couch is by no means comfortable, but in comparison to the bed, it was a lot better. We get a couple hours of sleep with my dad wakes up and sees us on the couch and decides to go back to the master bedroom to not disturb us. Again, we don't want to create a scene, so we just go back upstairs and try to get a little more sleep on the bunk bed before everyone wakes up. We get around an hour of the worst sleep I've ever had and just decide to just wake up and go downstairs knowing we couldn't do that for a second night. We booked a room at a hotel for a couple more nights to just get past the wedding and then we were going to leave for home. After explaining the situation to my whole family, instead of accepting it or helping us, most of them start getting annoyed, saying that this is just another way for us to distance ourselves from the family. We just start say that we were already made our decision and they were just going to have to accept it. Not mo now most of my family is irritated at us saying that we ruined their trip. Am I the jerk? Um, I will say I don't think that you're the jerk, but I do think that you left out some details because why are you leaving early? That sounds like something happened and it sounds like there is some drama there because they're saying that you're distancing yourself from the family. Again, that's the problem with uh, Reddit stories sometimes is people w want to make themselves have the best highlight. However, I will say the fact that your other sibling are not pregnant, I have an issue with the fact that they're making a pregnant woman sleep in a bunk bed. Especially if, well, the one thing I'll say is if you didn't talk to them first before 
were doing the whole hotel thing, I think is probably what they're talking about because I feel like if you just mentioned uh, we can't do it again uh the like the bunk bed it's too hard for me and I know it's especially hard on my pregnant wife and I want to make sure that she's comfortable especially because we're nearing the end of her pregnancy I feel like that that's a conversation you should have had with your family before instantly deciding to go get a hotel because I'm sure somebody would have switched and if not for you then maybe for at least your like your wife I am somebody who also avoids conflict so I get not wanting to say anything to anybody because it can be hard to confront your family especially when you feel like your family won't be really receptive to what you're trying to say and um and then obviously with your your parents bought you this and it was supposed to be a bonding experience so obviously you don't want to complain to them and tell them like you're not grateful for them going out of their way to get this for you and i that is like something to like people remind themselves when they have like when your parents do those kind of things because once you're an adult your parents have no obligation to get you anything anymore it's just them doing it out of like the kindness of their heart now they don't they don't need to take care of you anymore they've done their part they did those 18 years i understand that but i feel like if you went to your mom and dad and just said what was going on they would have understood i do i don't know why they would blame you and i don't know why nobody would have thought of that before putting you there because it does seem very inconsiderate to not say well i know that you guys want to like be in the same room together but uh you guys got here later and i told them they could claim their rooms but then we realized that like your wife's pregnant so we made this accommodation for you can you sleep in the bunk bed or can you sleep in the couch for the stay but the fact that you're leaving to me implies that there's an issue with the family itself especially because you said that there wasn't a problem until after because you said that you were already planning to leave early and then told your family but what issue was before the bunk bed because i don't feel like leaving early is a result of the bunk bed situation you know what i mean like that's the detail i'm missing is like i could understand why your family's upset with that part of the conversation because you're like oh we got a hotel because it's just not comfortable and we want i want to make sure that she's okay uh, like so she's pregnant and I, just, I don't want her to like be uncomfortable on something to happen i'm like that kind of stuff people understand uh so that's my only thing is maybe what was missing was an open and honest conversation I feel like your family would have gotten it like oh that's our bad we, we should have corrected that oh, let's figure out how to change this so it's better tonight maybe even going and get like an air mattress for you and then switching your wife on one of the other bed because i don't think an air mattress is something a pregnant woman should sleep on because it's hard enough getting up with a baby that pregnant i would she should be on a bed that can support her like and her trying to shift upwards to you know go do whatever she needs to do in the middle of the night yeah that is a hard one i don't know why they didn't think about that no i do not think you're the jerk i do think that you obviously need to have a more honest conversation with them because of the details i can tell you left out of this story because you are the jerk if you left because of a bunk bed that i agree with because if the event was done and then you left but if you all agreed to stay for a certain amount of time and your only reason for leaving early was because of the bunk bed that's when i'm like i don't think that's fair just have a conversation with those people i'm sure that they'll be more than willing to have that with you am i the jerk man 21 for telling my older brother man 34 that his wife female 28 is not my responsibility i man 21 college student and my twin brother live in an apartment building together with my parents my older brother 34 man lives in the same building but in a different apartment i actually have an okay relationship with my older brother but me and my twin brother go to his place play some games hang out or simply just have takeout together my older brother didn't have a real relationship ever and just this february he introduced her girlfriend they were dating for eight months and already decided their whole future she lives an hour and a half away away making my brother drive to her place almost every day 
almost making my brother drive to her place almost every day, even after work. Her parents didn't want them to live together unless they were married, which might also explain why they married so quickly. Now, what was a little strange to me is that my brother always asked me to come over and hang out with them. I didn't want to always interfere in the relationship and wanted them to live together, figure out their own routines and daily lives without me. Even one time when I said I don't want to hang out right now, he found that strange because I used to always come to his place when he called me, but he wasn't married and, and living with another person back then. He says that this is his way to relax and why would me and my twin brother come over and play video games together. Just yesterday, they brought me and my brother over to have a talk and told us that she is feeling left out by us. He talked for her and said that maybe if I go for a walk or something, that I could also take her with me. I told him that this is not really my responsibility and that you as a husband should do that. I told him that we can hang out on the weekend or stuff all together, but not just alone and her and her and almost every day because that would just be draining for me. He said that they don't really know what to, what to do together because it seems like they don't really have a common hobby that they can pursue together. When he's playing video games, she doesn't know what to do and how to, and how to entertain herself. Now that she doesn't work because she said that she is currently unable to work, even though they are in desperate need for money now after the wedding. We don't really know what that well. We don't really know her that well. Oh my gosh, the English in this one is hard to read. We don't really know that well each other and she makes me feel like we are besties and that we are so alike and that she already misses me after a couple of days. I'm not seeing each other, even though we don't even really know each other. Also, I don't see my brother happy. After setting all these boundaries and telling them that I don't want to hang out with them all the time and need time for myself, he told me backwards that my reaction towards her was very rude and of an off that, oh my God, and off and that I am responsible too of keeping the family together. Am I the jerk in this situation for, letting, for setting my boundaries and telling him that she is not my responsibility? Even though this one was not written that well, I will say, I'm glad that this is the last I'm going to read for this episode, but I will say that this one sounds like the closest to healthy boundary setting I've ever I've seen and trying to be honest with somebody. Because what he's trying to say is, I still want to hang out with you, but my boundary is it needs to be on the weekend. I cannot come over every day, especially if you guys live an hour and a half away from where your brother, the 21 year old, actually lives. That would be hard for him to do every day. So I agree that you're expecting too much for your brother to do that every day. So it's a real thing. And I feel like if you're trying to get to know somebody, having the weekend to go over and meet them and like, like finally get to know them is good. But here's the thing. People who rush into things sometimes try to use outsiders to have a common like curiosity to get them closer together. So it sounds like when he's when the younger brother isn't there, they're both not talking to each other. So when he's there, they're latching on to him because now they have a common guest to point all their energy towards because I have been somebody where I'm like, I don't know these people. Why are they acting like they're my best friends? And it's because they would rather talk to me than deal with whatever's going on between them. And I actually don't think that it's a flag that your brother doesn't have anything in common with his now wife. I think that the flag is one she's not wanting to work and maybe there's a reason for that that they're not sharing with you. For all I know, maybe she's pregnant. I don't know. It's just like one, their details are not telling you, which is why you don't know why they're acting a certain way. But two, I would have this conversation with them and say, I understand that you marry my brother and I and I'm, I, I want to get to what you're trying to have with me, which is you want me to be a very close brother and sister-in-law relationship. But to get there, I need to have that be an honest thing we're getting. I You can't jump the gate. I need us to authentically get there because if you force me to go quickly, I will not want to come over because I will feel like I, I cannot be myself because you're putting me into a false narrative that I don't actually feel like we are at yet. So you are healthy boundary setting. You're like, I understand. You guys need to like one, find a way to get to know each other more now that you're married because that's not going to go away. If you distract yourself with other people, you're never going to get past the stage where you're like, I don't know what to do with you. You guys need to find something that you guys like to would like to do with each other. And that might just be taking like a day, like on, on a weekday since your brother can't come until the weekend. Just go out and do 
something and be like, I don't know if I like this. You don't know if you, if you like this. Let's go try it out. We'll like keep going and finding different things that we can do until we find something that we both like. That's like, I feel like adventure is fun. Like be adventurous. Like let that be your thing. But no, the younger brother is definitely being real, especially if it's, you said you have your twin. Your, the two brothers are being real. Like we don't know her. You guys rushed into this. We don't want to be like the distraction for you not to get to know each other. When you guys know each other really well, then maybe we can go over this other stuff. But also we don't know her that well because she rushed in. So let us find our way to have like this relationship that you want. Don't force us to have this. Otherwise, we're never going to want to hang out because we're never going to be authentic because you're trying to make like force us to be away with it or not. So A, you're not the jerk and you are setting healthy boundaries, which is something that interpersonal connectedness is all about is how to deal with other people and setting boundaries, even when it means that other people don't necessarily agree with or like the boundaries you're setting. Because it's not that you don't like her. You're just like, I want us to actually be there and I can't spend all my energy trying to get there especially because i'm not the relationship like i'm a brother-in-law i'm not the person trying to be with you and i feel like all your energy towards me is distracting from what your energy should be toward and so it's exhausting put it where it needs to go and i will appreciate it and with that you guys that's the end of this episode i hope you guys liked it it was a little different but i had been seeing this for a while and i was reacting a little bit but i thought it'd be a fun way to just like dive into different skills if i was like oh these actually are very much about boundaries and like ways to talk to people so i wanted to like show what i could also do with doing like reddit stories and like am i the jerk and i hope you guys like these um if you do you can um, subscribe comment do any of those things wherever you're listening to this and i will see you guys next time where i will be continuing with a movie because it has we haven't seen a movie in a while so i will see you then with that have a good one and as always remember to show up for yourself because you matter show up with cameron grand runs every monday on 94.1 wfnu frogtown radio with music if you want to listen to his podcast or see the video version of this episode you can follow at grand underscore central underscore on all social media where we post episodes every wednesday at 5 p.m without music thank you and as always as you go throughout the week don't forget to show up for yourself because you matter Hey